Connor of Crafted Sounds. Welcome to the podcast. What's up? How are you? I'm chilling. I got bedhead, but I'm chilling. <laughs> so you wearing a hat? Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> ran up to the Zoom because everybody, I was late, and my head was just like sideways, and I was like, "All right, this is not, this is not it." So I ran back in the room, got a hat, so we're good now. <laughs> yeah, I just thought you were a hat guy. I'm a hat guy myself, except for when I have these big headphones on, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, what are we here to do? What are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about you and your label, Crafted Sounds, that you've been running for how many years? Six years. That You've been running it for the age of a kindergartner. That's insane. Um, yeah. Still can't color inside the lines. Kind of pissed about it. <laughs> we've taken a couple of bands from you so far. I think we've taken Brenda and we shared. I think you shared Buddy. Yes, we shared Buddy. What's it like having like training your ear for people you want to bring on? Or is it like people come to you and say, can you help me make a tape? It's both. Um, as far as like approaching and being approached. But um, I don't know. That's a tough question. I haven't thought about that question in a while. I feel like. More recently, like if I listen to something and I'm just like, yeah, it was good. And then like the next day I come back to it just to like, you know, do the double tap. And then mm-hmm. the day after I'm like, wait, like I got to listen to that again. And then I find myself listening to it like even more. And I'm like, this is like, like, like I should just like keep listening to this. Like unironically, like this is like not because somebody sent this to me because this is good. Mm-hmm. Um that those are the kind of moments where I'm just like, okay, it's good. Like, does this fit? And I guess in terms of fits, like, I don't want to oversaturate the same sound always. Mm-hmm. Or like, also speaking of like representation, like you don't always want to, you know, work with all dude bands. Like I realized that I think like there's a lot of sounds, like a lot of like nineties alternative, a lot of dinosaur junior pavement sounds that like, I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. But, like, also, there's a ton of that. So, like, i doing my best to stay, you know, be aware of that. But also, like, I often fall into that. So, when there's opportunities to kind of veer away from that, um, I get excited about those as well. I think there's also stuff that I like that's just, like, weird. And I get excited to just bring it to people and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, like, sleep movies, for example. Like, that's just, like, craziness. Well, do you um, want to queue it up? Do you want to get into yeah, sleep movies? We can queue that up. Yeah, we can do that. What is the name and track? Um, This is 5G Daydream by Sleep Movies.
That's a heater. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I don't think we've had a hyper pop uh, sounding song on the show yet. Steve yeah, that was kind of my foray or f- I don't even know how you say that word into hyper pop mm-hmm. or whatever that is. I think that's the only song in the album that really sounds like that. But yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The the like the the way the bass just like comes in completely full. At the beginning of the song is very mm-hmm. very gripping to me. Um, the song does sound very sad though. I think what I picked up was them saying, "I feel like disappearing" a couple yeah. of times. It's heavy. Yeah, it's a there's a music video that comes with it. Skylar's a wizard when it comes to music and visual stuff, but he finished that music video and that song like november 2020 mm-hmm. and it was just this like crazy montage of like memes and like clips from like world events and like as the world felt like it was crumbling and i already liked this stuff but this his next his, like most recent album melt transmission was definitely heavier i don't know like especially at the end of that song with like how the bass like thumps it feels mm-hmm. like a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and it feels like you're crashing. Like it just feels like something, something's happening. You know, that was the end of 2020. I hate to be like, oh, this is a pandemic song. But like, <laughs> dude, when the, when Skylar sent me the music video and the song and it was done, like out of nowhere, I was like, dude, like, yes. So do you get a lot of bands that like email you and they're like, we got together over 2020 when we decided that we needed to make music? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I might have got a couple emails like that, but I, <laughs> if I did, I did not hold hold on to them. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, I guess, I guess like I met like the guys and like people little horse, but they didn't say they got together because of the pandemic. Um, like they went to school together, mm-hmm. and due to proximity and like the pandemic like i guess they made music but they also made music because they're musicians like so they get a pass i don't i feel like you should make music because you want to make music not because the world's crumbling <laughs> yeah i think yes i just don't think it's i just don't think it's a very romantic idea to be like i was locked in home. like i was locked at yeah. home so i got to make the hobby that i like that's awesome yeah people are dying and what they needed was my folk album. It's like, no, it's just like, talk about how you like making music. Just talk about sunshine and rainbows. That's what we want to hear, man. (laughs) So tell me about sleep movies. Is it uh, one person or is it a group? Yeah. Skylar Brimmeyer. Um, He lives, I think like in the Beaver area, Beaver, Pennsylvania, but I don't know. I pull him into the whole Pittsburgh mess. Um, I met him in like 2017 when I was making my first compilation, mm-hmm. um, just like sent him an email, found him on Twitter, I think at the time. And awesome. I don't know. He, I think he's probably the artist I've worked with the longest, which is crazy to think about. That is, that is kind of cool though. Right. Cause now you like, you can say, you can like step back and see his growth as an artist. Oh yeah. 2017 to now, five years later. Yeah. He's super fun. I used to joke with him, like with his first album, Sleep Movies Drinks the Potion. You know, I was in my college years. I was like, Skylar, I don't know how to tell you this, but this is kind of like my hangover music because it's just so like disorienting. 
and just like distracting that I can just lay in bed and just listen to this and think about nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you think that uh, Skylar is getting the attention that he deserves? Absolutely not. More people need to listen to sleep movies. That um, will be a theme this episode. Yeah. That's why I really wanted to plug him. Like I included him in the list. And I, I did the same thing in a Bandcamp article like earlier this year. It's just like, I don't know. I think he's doing things that I just haven't seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird because I don't think I'm necessarily plugged into a lot of the hyper pop things or the electronic things as much as other people are. But for him to like pull me into that world without understanding it, I think is a sign. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's one of the coolest things about music is that like one song can turn you onto a genre and you don't have to know a lot about it because the way we tag music online is just tagging it by genre. Um, and so you get to fall down a rabbit hole pretty quickly. Um, sometimes it can be overwhelming if you're someone like me who wants to like listen to an album and then move to the next one. I think it's, I think it's pretty unique. I think with like literature and movies, like there's a lot more time involved in getting to something you don't know about. But a song's like three minutes. This song was two minutes and 16 seconds. This is a tooth tune. Yeah. We, we stand for it. So who do you got next for the show? Ooh, who do I want to play next? We'll go with another relatively older song. And I'm still, we are baby. Label is baby still. But um, basically your baby. Understand? Yeah, we are basically baby. <laughs> um, this is I Do by Eyeball. Quick note, Connor did tell me before we started that these are his favorite to least favorite artists on the list. Yeah. <laughs> this is an intentional list that he's doing. I wanted to make sure that was on. You're record. totally dragging me, man. Like <laughs> people are gonna be people of like torches and pitchforks, you know, my homies coming after me. <laughs> hey man, just checking, like Josh made a joke. I just want to make sure that like he was kidding. <laughs> 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 this song is incredible. It's very 90s. I like the um the way it pans in the very beginning. There's a crazy like moment in the middle of the song that's just like bass and percussion. It's like they pull that lead guitar back. It's incredible. Tell me about eyeball. Yeah. Um eyeball. So when I was visiting colleges like in 2015, 2016, I went to University of Delaware to like check it out. Mm-hmm. I went to Pitt, hail to Pitt. Um <laughs> but uh I went to check it out and they had like a couple of record stores like in the college neighborhood and I bought a Grace Vonderkun tape. Grace is cool. She's like kind of big, like in the, the mid Atlantic. Um, mm-hmm. 
Philly, Delaware, DMV scenes. Super talented. She was coming up at the time, and I was like, oh, like I'll just send her an email. Because like at that point, I'm just like 18, 19. I'm like, oh, it'd be nice if like literally anybody just wants to work with me. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a vibe. <laughs> um, and she got she wrote back like a super nice email. She's like, hey, you know, like I'm working with people. I think she was working on like her first or second full length at the time. But she's like, hey, I'm working with people, but like you should really get in touch with my friend Erin. Like she's trying to figure out like how to put out her music and blah, blah, blah. So we put out Eyeball's like first EP that following spring. And just we've kept in touch since, kept working together. You're right, like very 90s, like very whole, like very like when I say whole, like the band whole um like Very tony hawk pro skater four right? right yeah just grunge yelling all those things um her voice like is very one of one like it's so like gritty mm -hmm. and fun and you know although they're like kind of like headbangers like you can also dance a little bit to them i don't know she's based in delaware which is cool because i don't know i feel like when i moved to pittsburgh that was an underappreciated city in a way, like at least musically. Mm -hmm. Um, so I felt like Delaware or Wilmington scene was also like in a similar boat. So I felt cool to like kind of reach out to them and be like, "Oh, you guys should come through Pittsburgh because like we're also like <laughs> we're these, cool or whatever." These forgotten, you know, scenes almost. That's how mm -hmm. it felt like to me, just because I came from Baltimore and DC in the mid 2010s when they were just popping off yeah and i was just like why don't people tour pittsburgh as often like what the heck? like what why yeah she she's great her band's great that song i do is awesome because like you said that one moment where they pull out the lead guitar but also just like just like the chops like the drums like mm -hmm. octi on the drums he's a beast um i like that and i also was reading through the lyrics the first time in a long time and it's such a relatable song. It seems like it's about somebody that you like being around, but like you're not sure, but you find yourself in that situation. You're like, I don't like you anyway. Like, get away from me. But like, yeah. we're having fun. Like, it's just that, that, it's that very internal useful. conflict. <laughs> if there's something I love about like grunge sounding music is that it goes so well with like a young, like a younger voice. Um, I think this is like the 90th episode I've talked about how much I love this uh, mm -hmm. that like the way the sound goes with that kind of writing style um, I think the line is you can correct me it's like do it's like do you love me because I do is that what is that what they're saying um well like the first part of the song she says I feel free because I don't love you and Aaron like if I'm totally butchering like this song like literally just like come find me and yell at me blast um, us on twitter <laughs> yeah um but the first lyric says i feel free because i don't love you and then it's just like because i don't a couple times repeating that and then it says i don't i don't know what to say because i love you because i i do love you and then it says i do i do i do and then yeah. it's kind of the back and forth being like i don't like you like get you know this is stupid and then that's when she's like raging at the end of the song and i'm like yeah that's awesome <laughs> um that is incredible so what so what 
album or EP is this song on? This is from her second EP, Never Again. I believe she's working on her first full length, which is super exciting. I've only got a chance to meet Aaron and her band a couple of times because being in Pittsburgh, also the pandemic, also me being in school, mm-hmm. just, you know, it's just tough. And for me, I think running the label, I really, being a label person, whatever that means in 2022, it gets very isolating at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of live off, like, just like seeing the artist perform and like, you know, I can do all the, maybe, you know, sending emails or whatever in the background. But like, if I get to go to the show just for like 10 minutes and get to see the song that I've been writing emails about, it's like totally worth it. So, yeah. Um, we had like a festival in Pittsburgh last month and we got to see Aaron and a couple others. So that was really cool. Like, again, like been working with Aaron since 2018. I don't know. Was I've had that experience where I get to see, uh, someone we've had on the podcast live and it just, I don't know. It's very fulfilling. Yeah. Especially when they play, like if they play the song that we shared, I'm like, Oh my God, that's that's good. It made the set list. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny uh, so who is next who's your third favorite uh yeah third favorite. <laughs> <laughs> kill me um the next song so the, the next two songs are live songs i don't know about everybody else but i you know we were just talking about the feeling of being in a live show like seeing right. the band seeing the people you work with but i really get excited about live recordings um i grew up watching like palladia or whatever which was like the live mtv channel so Mm. i'd watch like live concerts all the time which probably wasn't cool but like it's fun yeah stocks um i think it's called like thank you i'm sorry his live album it's like two hours long it's really good oh cool yeah i i don't know i wish people embraced live albums in the same way but that's not never doesn't really seem to be the case um but yeah, the Zells just released their record Ant Farm in June. I wasn't able to be at the release show, but we worked with Modest Director to record the set um, visually, and he he grabbed some audio as well. Um, so this is Call It Early uh, from that release show by the Zells. Now the Zells have been all over Bandcamp since Ant Farm came out, right? Um, yeah, they were new uh, and notable, aren't they? Yeah, they're new and notable. I don't know. I feel like they've <laughs> been in a couple other Bandcamp mentions. Shout out Bandcamp, love Bandcamp. Shout, Shout out Bandcamp. Mariana from Bandcamp. Shout out a couple other people from Bandcamp. Um, 
if you're listening please let me uh work for you <laughs> yeah they're so cool <laughs> it's um, hilarious one one tangent about Bandcamp. people were getting mad that Bandcamp was sending out tax forms i'm like guys like if you're making money on Bandcamp, like they have to send out a tax form. <laughs> like, yeah. like, do you want Bandcamp to not exist? <laughs> is it is it just like a 1099? Like, is it just yeah? A it was form? something like that. I was just like, whatever, dude. That's so. I, I, yeah. That's, okay. You're right. Bandcamp would get shut down immediately. No. Also, I mean, tax fraud is funny. You yeah. don't want to go to jail for 10 years because you didn't want to give $20 out of your 200 you made. Uh, I, didn't Shakira just like get hit with tax fraud or tax evasion? Did you see that? She did. Yeah, she did a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny. I don't know. Uh, same thing happened to Martha Stewart. <laughs> don't be like Martha Stewart. Don't be like Shakira. <laughs> I... um. Actually, I've worked freelance a couple of times on like some really short-term projects, like one or two months. Mm-hmm. And when you work that short, you're not getting sent your tax forms. You have to like email them and be like, "Hey, you paid yeah. me more than like, you know, four hundred dollars, right. please." And it's always such a hassle because they're like, "When did you work here?" Yeah, Who, like the guys you worked with, they're not here either. And you're like, "I know, it's just like, <laughs> I don't want to go to jail, please." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that is awesome. Um, so. The Zells. Right, if we're talking about a live al- a live album, we should talk about the energy of the crowd first and yeah. foremost. I think, I think the people that are like getting picked up by the microphone are having a great time. I love hearing the chatter in the background of people just like hanging out. Yeah. It really seems like the the crowd was involved in the process of the show, which is awesome. Yeah, I wasn't at the show, so that's partially why I was so excited that this happened because I was moving at the time kind of mm-hmm. so I, I did like a pit stop in Maryland with my parents before I moved to DC and um, I was upset I couldn't go to their early show uh, but yeah we have like a full video recording of that show that we just released this week um, via the alternative shout out I don't know if these songs will like ever make it onto like a Bandcamp release or like a streaming release. I got to like consult the band to see what they think about the quality of the recordings and things of that nature. But Mm -hmm. I just felt like, like you said, like I felt like I was there with the song and uh, call it early, particularly on ant farm is kind of a airy spacey, like break in the madness of ant farm. Right. Um, so to hear the live version where they like added, you know, a nice drum kick to it and like a heartbeat underneath it. Um, and, you know, Frank, like really like yelling over the end of it, it mm-hmm. just gave it a whole other life. Uh, so I I was really because I didn't know they were going to do that. I was really excited to hear that in the recording, like when I was sent that. So then when I went to see them in D.C., I was like looking forward to it, um, which was cool. That's awesome. Tell me about the guys. Tell me about the the Zells. The Zells. Uh, I met them in 2017. I have this very like vivid memory of. So earlier that year, I released this compilation where I worked with like a handful of Pittsburgh artists. It was called 
uh, Pittsburgh have a nice or Pit, what is it called? Have a nice day at Pittsburgh collection. And that was kind of my attempt to a meet people, b raise money for Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. and like c like c as in the letter, um, try to find out if I still want to be a tape label or evolve into a a label or do whatever. Like I was eighteen or nineteen, I was just trying to yeah. figure out like is this even worth it? Do people even care? And coming out of that, I was able to meet a lot of people at shows and people be like, oh, you're the person that worked on this. So it gave me like a talking point or something, mm-hmm. which was really nice. Um, Do you like being labeled like the guy? Like you're the guy who does the tapes. Um, You're the guy who worked with the Zales. Do you like that? I guess that's... Uh, to, uh, it, it is it is i <laughs> yeah because i do i love it when someone's like yeah you're the podcast guy i'm like hell yeah <laughs> yeah i think i i think i like it i think it has like a positive connotation so yeah yeah um it's just funny because i oftentimes when talking about it i say weeks i feel like even though it's a lot of me doing some mm-hmm. administrative stuff or whatever i feel like i'm really in it with the bands or like really at least you know during the rollout and stuff i feel like it feels like a team so that's cool um well that was my when when curtis needed to take another break um i was a little worried because like this one is you know a little bit longer Mm. and i didn't want to do something by myself but i was talking to some friends of mine who were going to fill in and i was talking to my girlfriend and i was like oh this i'm not by myself like there are people to rely on the artists to give us incredible like behind the scenes information uh and stuff and it's it's really cool it's good that you you recognize that and you say and you say we instead of just yeah. being like, yeah, I've made all these fucking tapes. Like <laughs> I'm the power behind this operation. Nobody wants to hear about a guy making tapes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh yeah, I made that compilation tape and I was kind of in a space where I was like, okay, like I can talk about that when I meet people, like or people can take me seriously a little bit more. Like yeah. That was my big thing. I felt like people were just like kind of glazing over our conversations because I was just like this excited youth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember talking to, I think it was like Roman and a couple other members of the band at like a, a house show somewhere. And I ended up walking home. It was snowing in Pittsburgh, classic Pittsburgh scene. But I remember walking home from somewhere and I ran into him and I said like, hello from like across the street. Like, what's up, guys? And I remember Roman like throwing me like I had to be like a Genesee, which is like a great value brand beer. Yeah. Great value is a grocery store chain. It's Walmart. Or is it Walmart? Or yeah. I don't even know. It's bad beer. Yeah. It yeah. <laughs> it's better than other bad beers, but it's pretty bad. It's no bush light, but Yeah, it is not bush. <laughs> um but I just remember him throwing this can across the street to me and me catching it. And I was just like, like 19 years old, be like, my guy. <laughs> and then a couple months later, Roman being like, hey, you know, we're going on tour with Japanther. Like, it'd be really cool to have tour tapes. We love what you do, blah, blah, blah. And I remember after doing their tapes, they brought me, um, you know, a pack of beer and more Genesee. No, I think they got me PBR, you know, a couple a couple steps <laughs> up. <laughs> and it was just Always like classy. so nice. It was so nice. And um we just kind of kept working together. I think 
in a weird way, like, because, you know, I keep talking about how I was younger than a lot of the bands and stuff, but they were kind of big brother figures to me. And I think still are in many ways. So I, th when I lived in Pittsburgh the past two years, I was neighbors to where a lot of them lived. And it was just nice to kind of, I don't know, obviously work with their music, but also just like have people that I felt like understood me as a person, yeah understand my responsibilities. It makes working with them a lot easier. yeah So. when i when i first got into podcasting by myself i interviewed a guy named julian who Mm -hmm. runs this publishing company and not only did he like sit down and talk with me he was like you got to talk to this this artist that we have these other authors that we have and it was like it was like a, a big brother experience is a great way to summarize it it was someone willing to put me in their community and and let me see if i like doing what i'm doing it was awesome so shout out the zells yeah shout, shout out, out genesee um <laughs> and now for our final artist of the day uh if you listen to the show for a long time you already love them who do we have we have brenda and their song you're the hot dog absolute banger the entirety of do you like salt is a fantastic album i got to see these guys live at bogs social in no Atlanta. way yeah it was That's awesome. awesome they opened uh or onomatopoeia or blamo opened for them they played some songs off their album onomatopoeia so if anyone from brenda is listening please <laughs> put me in contact with them because they're not on social media and i'd love to put them on the show to share i think this is a very unique sound how do you spell them e-l-a M-M-O. I can send you... Uh, you. I think you're going to love them if you haven't. Cool. Uh, I'll send you that. Um, it's a fun name. I like that. Oh, dude, yeah, they were awesome. But we're not here to talk about them. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about Brenda. This was the first band that we took from you, from Crafted Sounds. We played their song. Um. So... You met Brenda. You saw them at a show when you were a teenager, right? Um, Is that the story? I hadn't met Brenda until like last year, like early last year. But I had been listening to them since like 2015 or mm-hmm. 2016 when Babe City was working with them in D.C. Um, Because like the genesis of the label, like I wasn't a lot of shows I wasn't old enough to go to. Or yeah. like quote unquote local shows, or like the shows where the local bands were opening up for the bigger. But like it just, I it's wasn't eighteen. Yeah. I couldn't even get to that threshold. So, <laughs> um, I was aware of like local labels and Baltimore and DC and Richmond, whatever. 
and Brenda was just a name that kind of stuck around and they obviously like have stayed active since, you know, the mid 2010s. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, I was doing a kind of like a pre-produced video short series on Instagram live where I'd take a song recorded at home mm -hmm. and then I would smash like 10 of them together and then I would run it through OBS and go live on Instagram live. Right. So you tune in and everybody's commenting, having fun, like just from their phone, like while they're watching Netflix or whatever. Yeah. And just like having a good time. And I sent an email to Brenda to do one of those. And they're like, Oh, Hey, like we can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, thanks for thinking of us. And I was like, Oh, cool. Like they're still banned. Like they're still doing it. Like, cause there were so many bands that just didn't come back from the pandemic. Yeah. And they, reached out to me maybe like six months later saying, Hey, like we have this album. We'd love to work with you. And I was like, get out. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> and shout out to the Zells because I think I share a lot of music with them and like some of the bands we've worked with a long time before we end up working with somebody, but they're like, you got to work with Brenda. And I just hadn't seen them live. So I spent a lot of time with, do you like salt and like watching video recordings that were on the internet and getting to know them before I was like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. But it was one of those moments where like 18 year old Connor was like beyond stoked. Yeah, you should be, man. I think, I think Brenda's a great band. They have a very unique sound. Um, I think their songwriting process is very interesting. I guess it's not process, but like the, the way they present their lyrics and their songs is, is very interesting to me. Um, also, if you've never seen Brenda live, dear listener, <laughs> they all play each other's instruments. It is the weirdest thing to see. So at Bog Social, if you've never been, it's like 95% bar. And then in the back corner, it's just like flat room with stage. And it's like 30 feet. Mm -hmm. It's not a very big space. And it's like mostly stage. So we're all just kind of like standing around in this little pit. And uh, Brenda would like, they'd like play a couple songs. And then they would like <laughs> rotate. Uh, one third. So like your drummer moves to guitar, your guitar yep. moves to bass. And it was the coolest thing to see. Um, there was no dip in quality if you're listening and you're being cynical. But I thought it was awesome to have that much coverage and that many multi-instrumentalists in one band. It's awesome. Yeah, they're they're the best. Did they do the thing at the end of the set where they just completely deconstruct and like... like I know I, I they've been doing this in recent sets that I've seen where they just start pulling apart like their drum kit and Leia's like running around like hitting other people's guitars and stuff. Did they do that at that show? I don't know. I don't, if the I stage don't think is they big did. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I probably, they probably did. And they're like, God, I do not remember. Uh, but I don't think they did. I wish they did. Um, I think the coolest thing was like, right. I would, I brought my friend TJ with me. He was on the show. Shout out TJ. And he had never heard of Brenda. We were like playing them in the car. And I, and I like, I would like, so if I show you an album for the first time and I'm with you, I will just play like what I think the single should have been like my favorites. And then yeah. I will recommend you listening to the whole thing on your own. Um, And I like, I like played their set list. And so when we got there, I was like, this is the one I showed you. And then they played the next one. I was like, this is the other one I showed yeah. you. I was like freaking out. <laughs> oh man. It was awesome. Before we step into the other half of the show, we should say thank you to Brenda, Eyeball, Sleep Movies, and The Zells. For one, you know, working with you for so long and building a relationship and a connection, not just a professional one. That's awesome. And two, giving us 
letting me use it and exploit you guys for content. That's awesome. We appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but now we're stepping into the second half of the show. We're a little pressed for time, so this okay. will be a shorter news segment. All right. So I want to do, here's what I want to do. I am someone who wants to email Crafted Sounds. I have this COVID album that's really good that I think people should listen to. What is the best way for a band or a musician to approach an independent label and say like, hey, here's a thing you should listen to. It doesn't guarantee that they're in, but like, what is the nicest way to go about that? um well don't like cc or bcc or whatever like a bunch of labels at once because i i see that (laughs) so i guess like know how email works that'd be good uh not trying to sound like pretentious like uh, that stuff's tough i get it but but you know maybe send a personal message to a label and say hey this is who i am and it doesn't really have to be like i love your label like i love everything you do like it doesn't have to be like that but just make it very clear that you wrote a message to me maybe Mm -hmm. like just because i work a job and i do this for fun or and sometimes that the fun is not always 100 percent fun yeah so you know knowing that you are in it from that first email is good to know but I think also too use SoundCloud links. Don't send me a Google Drive, um, or a Dropbox. Um, I feel like these are those are like two pretty standard things that get punched around on Twitter a lot, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. And in my head, Twitter the the one we're all we're all a part of. Very cursed. Um, <laughs> oh no! Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, just having a SoundCloud link is, I don't know, like I said, I'm, I, I'm busy. Like I, I got other things going on. But it's nice to just hit a, a link, a private link I can listen to and do whatever I'm doing or yeah. when I'm running or whatever. Um, whereas a Google Drive, I have to go in and change the song. It's, it is a burden. It sounds stupid, but it I is. I have to click it. Yeah. Hey, quick note for people listening. Connor sent me a, a Google Drive link for this episode. Oh, so I had to that's... individually click for song. <laughs> you wanted the files, my dog. Yeah, I do need them. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to put them in the show later. <laughs> okay, so Connor's foolproof rules of not being annoying when you reach out to someone to work with. Know how email works. Be personal or personable. And yeah. use links, not downloads. SoundCloud. Maybe Bandcamp or YouTube, yep. if that's appropriate. Uh, do you have any other ones, people, other than like make good music and don't be an asshole? Yeah, I think those are all pretty solid. I mean, everybody, everybody's different. I'm not like... No, you're the one. You're speaking for everyone now. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No. <laughs> I've seen a lot of emails. That's all I can really say. <laughs> I think I think especially if you don't know if you're cold calling, if you're cold emailing, I think what you said is is good. I think um I think some my advice as someone who doesn't doesn't work in the same world, I, I would say be as concise as possible. I don't I don't think people want to read a thousand word email, 
Mike Park talked about this. You know, he runs Asian Man Records. Mm -hmm. Like a year ago, he tweeted like, "He's so funny. I love him. I love Mike Park." He tweeted, "Um, oh, (laughs) he's like every couple of days, I get an email from the next greatest band in the world." (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, can't talk. I I was on a tangent for Mike Park. I don't want to get us too off of time. Um, and then for you, uh, what have you gotten out of working on Crafted Sounds for, you know, the years that you've been doing it? I honestly think Crafted Sounds has helped my professional career, Mm -hmm. which is not in music. I think knowing how to work with different people, knowing how to uh, mitigate risk, Mm -hmm. try to keep things staying on time, understanding when to make difficult decisions, how to communicate bad news, how to like, not, not to be business boy here, but just like, these are all real life things that this is major coming out. Yeah. It's like, bang, bang. Um, <laughs> these are really, like, really like real things that have benefited me in other parts of my life and kind of helped me grow up maybe faster than others mm-hmm. as I was going through school and doing whatever, like in a weird way, I had project management experience before I even dipped into that professionally. Right. Um, you know, how do you navigate, you know, it's like you get an interview question, like how do you, how do you navigate a circumstance or like a difficult situation? Like, how did you do that? I'm like, well, we, we were planning to release this in 2020 and then the world just kept falling apart. So then we pushed the music video back. Oh, but then we had to like push everything back. Cause like vinyl broke mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's just like that it sounds so silly but those situations have been tremendously beneficial in setting my expectations low <laughs> for yeah. just life and also just getting you know adding buffer to things and and um making sure that everybody has a moment to breathe even when there's like a lot to get done um because yeah when you write up that project plan to get the the album out it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, everything's gonna be great. But then, you know, things happen. So that that kind of frame of mind has really helped me just like in my everyday life. Yeah. That's what we've been fighting with. I get fighting is the weird word, but like for the comp. Mm-hmm. Um before the uh for the September we had we set a deadline for September twelfth. Yeah. And uh my girlfriend is doing all the art for it and she's hand she's hand embroidered all these patches to represent the different artists and mm-hmm. like references to their albums. And she's like, hey, are you going to um, <clears throat> like reach out to them again before the 12th to make sure they're still down? And it's like, oh, yeah, we only have half of the <laughs> the yeses. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that it was going to be perfect. My notes were going to be right. done the first time. So it's it's really cool to learn and do that in real time. Um, So we are at the end of the episode. Do you have anything you want to plug for Crafted Sounds that's coming out? um after the 5th of october or around this time yeah uh i think we have some album anniversaries Mars lemons moon it's been like two years buddies diving it's been about two years uh brenda's do you like salt it's gonna hit a year um all those albums are awesome please listen to them let's see working with uh liz scott to reissue her album uh I'm still trying to remember the name of it. <laughs> it's so long. I said it. Oh yeah, squash dreams and broken wings. For some reason, that seems long to me. I don't know. 
It's pretty long. Um, very excited about that. And then Buddy should have an EP starting to maybe come out around when this drops. But some other projects, but can't talk about that yet. Right. So if so, if they were to follow you on social media somewhere to keep up with these projects, where would that be? At Crafted Sounds. Everywhere? Twitter, Instagram, TikTok? Or just Twitter and Instagram? Everywhere. We have a TikTok. I've been kind of neglecting it. I had to get off that. It's That's pulling fair. me away. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually hate the app, so <laughs> I don't have TikTok on my phone. I tried. Um, do you want to plug any personal socials or do you want or no? No, we're going to keep it separate. Don't fucking find me. All yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am JDB Freeman underscore on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow the show at Camp Scouts Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us if you're so inclined at campscoutspod at gmail.com. We have a we have a monthly newsletter that I write, which is just made up of the some extra songs we have left over that we didn't get approval for or we haven't heard back from. So if you want extra songs in your inbox the first of the month, that link is down below. It's a MailChimp link. Um yeah, and whenever the comp is out, buy it, please. All the money's going to Sweet Relief Charity which is a fantastic organization. Um, yeah, so Connor, thank you for coming on and giving me an hour of your day and shooting the shit and giving me free content. I really love it. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Thanks, Josh. Of course. All right. Thank you.